Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we have NyQuil on our breath and surgical stockings in our pocket as we discuss the greatest <laughs> television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we are tackling the 72nd episode in the series, Larceny and Old Lace. <laughs> the NyQuil and surgical stockings is one of my favorite lines. So, so good. So happy about that. And Mickey Rooney! Like, let's talk about how fucking old this show is, because Mickey Rooney would, like, hang out with Judy Garland yeah. when they were young, you know? Like, tap dancing child stars together. And it's just, it's kind of like that whole thing when you learn that, like, Picasso and Martin Luther King lived at the same time, yeah. and Anne Frank or whatever, you know, those, like, internet memes like, where you're just like, hang on a second. <laughs> Mickey Rooney's still alive and around yeah. for these contemporaries. Betty White is still alive. Like... What is going Who, uh, on here? Yeah, anyway. there's like, uh, Mickey Rooney's so cute. He's so great. And he was from, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was known in some circles for the diabetes commercials. Did no, you remember that? Really? I think he, I'm actually going to You're not talking about myself. Wilford Brimley, are you? No, I know Wilford <laughs> Brimley, of course. No, okay, Mickey Rooney did do, it was an insurance commercial, I okay. think. Um... But I feel like there was, like, he was in stuff, too. Like, you know, he would be on, like, TV shows or something oh, when absolutely. I was growing up. But Because well, he was, would, like, a gem. Yes, he was, know? like, such a gem. But I would be like, oh, yeah, that guy from the Golden Girls. Like, that was my, you know, <laughs> like, speaking of his, like, long career, like, I'd be like, oh, no, that he's definitely famous from the Golden Girls. That's funny. Because, like, I, yeah, I, like, so I used to watch all of these, like, that's entertainment clip yeah, shows. Yeah, okay. Which was, like, literal, so we talked about, you know, clip shows a few episodes back, of golden moments and things, but the That's Entertainment series were like Rodgers and Hammerstein and like all the old musicals and like other filmed bits put together. So like there's some, like I've never seen the musical Gigi, Mm -hmm. but I've seen that one like song of like, like all that shit. Like, cause it's all in that That's Entertainment thing. And they had a ton of like, again, those compilations of Mickey Rooney as like, weirdo child star yeah where he right. was like you know of the day like super charming and everybody thought he was so cute, cute and like guy. all this other stuff and like just again again like the we talked about all these people from old hollywood where you had to sing and dance and do stand up and everything right yeah you just like did it all yeah well it's funny that you say that because in so jim colucci's book does address this yeah. episode and they talk about how mickey rooney was great everybody loved him but he was really hard to control because i think like <laughs> They're saying he was very vaudeville, so he really wanted to improvise. He really wanted to make it like there was um some like allusion to the fact that he wanted to make it a little like dirtier at points, and yeah. like he just everybody loved him, but he you know he's not used to the sitcom format, and totally. he wanted to like ad lib and do all these things, which you have to do in so many of these mediums, but you really can't do on a scripted show, and so, <laughs> right? Like, particularly a show that's like so about the writing, right? Yeah. And, like, the reactions and all of that. Yeah, Whatever. So I I thought that was really interesting. That is um, really funny. And it also, you know, like, what a, a big get for this show. I mean, Absolutely. like, not that they're not getting people of this caliber, but, like, he's a name. Yeah, exactly. He's probably, I mean, him and Bob Hope of mm, this era right, are, Bob like, the Hope, two true. biggest names. But we haven't seen Mr. him Burns. yet. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's the contemporary. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's... Uh, the fact that his name is Rocco and Love one that. of his first described actions is basically that he climbs on a billboard to spray paint boobs <laughs> on Spuds McKenzie. Anatomically <laughs> correct. I mean, it's like, it's 
it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but I can understand the whole like, oh, I want to play it dirtier, right? He's like, oh, you know, I used to hang out with Frank Nitti. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's hilarious to yeah. me. And it's like, you know, full disclosure for everybody. I I was born and raised in Bayonne, New Jersey. So this whole assistant chowder cook yeah. situation. I mean, Bayonne was a real working class town. That was a perfect example that they used. A very navy town world war ii driven because of the military ocean terminal there and like it just it fits perfectly i mean the only thing that doesn't fit perfectly of course is the joke of like he has forty five thousand dollars saved yeah i guess it's just fucking greatest generation man yeah they just just, saved every penny they had well not even that they just got money yeah (laughs) also that um, so I'm like, wait, me, uh, let's do the calculations today, that meme going Yeah, around. what is the assistant chowder? It does make me want chowder, I will say. Um, yeah, I think he's so well, he's so well cast, obviously, in this, in this. Yeah. Um, and I also think, like, Dorothy, I, which they do this a couple of times, but I love, love, love the role reversal of basically having one of them, in this case, Sophia, be, like, a teenager. Yes. And dating this, like, and also I think that Rocco does a really good job of, like, playing, like, you know, the disrespectful little, like, prick that you... And, like, you always think of... I mean, like, I think the cliche is, like, teenage boys, like, cleaning themselves up and brushing them up. But there's... John Neretti in high school. Right. There's John Neretti's out there who are just, like, don't care that they're in your house. Don't care that they're, like, you know, they're just disrespectful little Absolutely. And, like, he, I feel like, really plays that. And it's so fun to see them all do these roles of, like, Dorothy's, like, Mrs. Cleaver, the mom, and, like, Sophia's, like, the smitten little girl. It's, oh, I love it so much. The, the, yes, Mrs. Cleaver um, is so, And he's, so like, waddling. Funny. I know, when they have the <laughs> shopping cart. I want cart, you to leave the door open. But <laughs> it's, like, ugh, it's just, it's so perfect, because it's, like, it's different a little bit from the, like, rude teenage boy, because, like, Mickey Rooney is, like, he's lived a whole life, right. as we've just described. And he he's making a conscious choice to either be that way because of his personality or just be sassy because it's yeah. kind of fun. And I think it's more like the latter. I think it's, like, he's just kind of being sassy because it's fun, and that's also what he's playing off with Sophia, yeah. of just, like, he's never, like, fully outright rude, no. but he understands that his, quote-unquote, background or whatever he's making up as we find out, that it bothers Dorothy. Yeah. And, like, he knows that it's also, that helps, like, <laughs> turn Sophia on. <laughs> so it's, like, this real, right. real, like, big swarm of, like, choices that he makes. And Dorothy really kind of instigates him more than the other way around. Like Absolutely. When she, when she walks up to the poker game and he's like, oh, it's a pleasure nice seeing you. Like, that would be fine under yeah. normal circumstances, you know? But she's like, put out the stogie. The stogie, like, I know. Like, it's uh, hilarious. And then pay me, honey. Yeah. Strip poker, it's hilarious. At strip poker. Also, God, they reference 45 in this one. I There's know. Fucking, I mean, Yuck. it's like, and it's not even like... It's like almost a, a compliment in a way. Yeah, well, guess what? All those casinos are ruined now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Atlantic City's completely In fact, exploded, really. Mm. Ruined Atlantic Fun City. fact, there was, a, uh, there was an old Trump casino in Atlantic City that was set for demolition. Interesting. And they auctioned off pushing the button. Oh, my God. For the Boys and Girls Club. <laughs> I, I mean, literally, like, how amazing. It's my birthday. Right? Yeah. I get to push the button because yeah. it's my birthday. I mean, seriously, though. I thought that was oh, epic. We love so, that. New Jersey anyway, for the win. I mean, for real. So much Jersey in this. So. Uh. Anyway, uh, I I love, again, the Nyquil and Brett surgical stocking. She yeah. goes, I don't know what it means. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. 
but to that point of the role reversal, right? Of like the parents being like, they're talking about, you know, a stick of pot yeah. or a lick of weed. And like, I don't know what it means, but it sure isn't good. Yes. You know? It's I like- know. And also it's like the other piece too that I think is funny and interesting is when Sophia's like, oh, once they're over 50, they think they know everything. And he's like, my daughter treats me the same way. It's kind of this right. like nice, like whatever. But it also is reminiscent of like teenagers being like oh my mom is such a bee and then your friend being like mine is worse you know like absolutely what a what a thing to capture and like flip it on its head I, I love it I I especially in that scene where he says like oh my daughter treats me the same way he also then just like that's the end of it yeah he's sort of just like just ignore whatever yeah you know it's like that's that's Parents kind of the vibe understand. yeah like yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I know it like <laughs> You know it. Will Smith knew yeah. it. DJ Jazzy <laughs> Jeff knew it. I mean, come on. Um, okay, so also forgot that the B story is the, the diary. I know, because this is a good epic. B story, oh, I think. This is a great one. Yeah. Like, it almost actually just supersedes. Pop right open, just like that. Exactly. <laughs> Use the knife. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. It is also, like... Obviously not good cough cover-upping, but it's like, it's so, so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. The, um, in that scene, I just have to stop and talk. I, I realize mu- much of the time when picking out my wardrobe through the years that I would constantly like go to the store and get like a jacket or a shirt or pants or something that were the color brown because mm-hmm. I really like color brown. And then I would come home and be like, oh my God, everything I own is brown. It's like, I look like a giant turd. <laughs> Well, Blanche, I must say, yeah. has an amazing brown sweater, she and she looks great in it with her mullet and her like you yeah, know copper earrings. Cute. Everything matches. I'm just I just had to call it out. The earrings are really I love them. They're beautiful. Yeah. They're like these copper again. Yeah. She's dressed like a big turd, but it works. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. So, but the um, after you've had a Denver omelet, the yeah, touching my face. It's a Spanish. Yeah. omelet. <laughs> I mean it's. You do that sometimes. I I love that line, especially, yeah, that you do that sometimes because (laughs) it's that whole, like, friends but also roommates thing where you really know everybody's, like, real bad habits. And, like, they talk about it sometimes, but, like, that one just kind of, like, snuck in there. It's a good, I I like it a lot, too, because it is, like, also, like, a self-awareness, but also, like, a... You know, like, I'm not going to change this. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's part of why it's extra funny is yeah. that Dorothy acknowledges it. It's not just, like, regular, like, oh, I'm making fun of you for a thing. She's like, yeah, I do do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's so great. And also, like, from the very beginning of this B story, they kind of hits the ground running because when Rose is, like, asking Dorothy if she's noticing any, you know, whatever, she's like, well, let me know if you notice anything. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my like, God. Like, that's hilarious. The, the Mary Poppins. Yeah. It's like, wow. And also that seems like something that was thought out and, like, is pretty biting even for the way that they normally talk to Rose and so you're like what what yeah, is going that's, on that's like, right it does actually set it up really oh, well so good <laughs> it's so funny but like it's it, we also very quickly like kind of figure out what's going on well I mean it's it's just hilarious right. like that she she takes it so personally and yeah. so seriously of course that's the conceit but it's like I, I, I almost kind of wish they tied it a little bit to the competitive element mm. of, like, if this gets out or something. Yeah. Like, when I kept... I, I don't know. it's it, it just goes over the top, but it also is fine because we know it's a B story and it's just kind of goofy, you right. know? But <laughs> I love that, like, Rose isn't talking to me. Enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. <laughs> Leave a message. Oh, my God. The answering machine bit is amazing. So it's amazing. It's, like, such of the moment. And also the... Do you think this is the 7-Eleven? Yeah. I'm not open all night. <laughs> Which I also think is funny because in the role that Sophia plays as that person, she's just like, 
you're all really taking advantage yeah. of me. I was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> also, figure yourself out. Like, <laughs> it's like um, fighting over a diary. I want to ask you about, so Dorothy, you know, she has this sort of moral objection to Blanche reading it, but yeah. then when it's in front of her, she kind of can't resist. Right. Do you think you would read the diary if you were Dorothy? I mean, I know you're not a Blanche, but in, like in this instance, I don't feel like you would just pry it open, like, given the first chance. But right, right, pretty tough to resist after it's... she's told you there's stuff about yourself. Absolutely. I mean, I think I think in the first place, I wouldn't. After learning the information, right. it'd be really hard. Really to avoid. hard. Really hard to avoid. So that's not the kind of surprise I like. No, I know. <laughs> Even I'm like generally I. I feel like I would be inclined to do it, but I also am like, I'm, I think I'm just better off not knowing, you yeah. know? Because oh, then absolutely. I have to, like, live with it and, like, decide if I want to have a confrontation or well, not. Well, and you can't actually unlearn those things, right, right, exactly. And if you actually think that it's real, which, of course, they do in the beginning, right? it's so bad that you're like, we actually have to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's really mean. Because, <laughs> like, like, for all the reasons you were going to move out in the past, yeah. this seems like a good one. <laughs> you can't stand living with us. <laughs> um, I also love, love, when Rose comes back and she's like, oh, what's my diary doing there next to a piece of uh, pair of pliers? I know. And Blanche is like, whatever you're thinking, it's not true. And you think that's it? You know? Yes. And she's like, oh, well, then George Bush isn't, isn't married, married to his mother. <laughs> Oh, I just want everyone to like Google image also like Barbara Bush and be like, you'll be like, all right, no, I, I see it. <laughs> Sorry, Barb. Oh my God. Oh, it's really great. So great. Yeah. She's still alive? No. No, she died. Okay. I was like, I don't know if they're all dying these yeah. days. Yeah. I can't keep track. Still W though. Thanks for that war. Oh yeah. He's just painting while everything else is going to hell. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so <laughs> back to back to the bedroom <laughs> the 7-Eleven, not open all night. Oh yeah. I it's so again, Rose getting serious yeah. typically happens like in the competitive landscape, but when she goes, I'm unyielding on this. Yeah. She it's first of all, again, going back to my earlier comment, it's a ridiculous reason to get so upset and like betrayal of trust. But like she the way she says it, it's so fucking dramatic and over the top that I kind of almost spin around the other way and I believe her that it's actually that big of a deal. Yeah, I think I also think when she initially discovers that they were reading it, she, her voice like cracks when she's like yelling at them and it's just first of all, it's such good acting. But she's it so is good. like there are things that you could that seem illogical or seem small, but like are, it's a huge invasion of privacy. And I think you could see also, I feel like with the competitiveness, like how she would run off, you know, like how it would just be too much for her to like come back from. And like, obviously I don't think you should end a friendship over it, but I do get sort of like losing your temper at what seems like such a small, like inconsequential thing, especially when you realize it's not even about them. It should just be like, Whatever. Well, and that's the thing, right? That's that's what makes it something in one corner ridiculous and another corner very serious because it's like it's ridiculous because it's the four inch right. diary. You know a better <laughs> way to put it. diary's edge. <laughs> she also is so serious when yeah. she says that. But in the other camp, <laughs> it could actually be your like thoughts and you know yeah. everything innermost thoughts and all that kind of stuff that you really don't want anybody to read and that feels gross yeah. right and that's like yeah it's really interesting because but like I said I I was firmly in the first camp of like Rose it's about a fucking pig like yeah. <laughs> pigs whatever but 
when she says I'm unyielding about like on this, it is like I feel like it's I'm a lot in a dramatic yeah. fight with her. Yeah. And I feel like I did something wrong. I know. I know, and it is like I, I feel like also Dorothy and Blanche play it really well because they both know that they fucked up, they did yes. something wrong, but they also recognize that like Rose is really mad. Like it's not just like a thing it's that they did that's thing. like small, right? And I also think the roommate thing, boundaries sometimes with roommates can get, even like when you're really close friends, I actually think that's often when they get a little weird because you're like, you know, some people might just not think it's a big deal to like go in your room and get something, but it also might be a major violation to you. So like figuring that stuff out, I think is also, I also don't think that necessarily comes with time. I think it can just be like one particular thing, you know, so I, I think it's a really good and like realistic yeah, it's a really good example of roommate boundaries, yeah. like you said, and it's just, yeah, it's so funny. But I, <laughs> I come, she comes right back and it's solved. Yeah. It, it works, though. It yeah. really works because that's her personality and I missed you guys too much out in the hall. Yeah, the bedroom scene is, it's so good. The yeah. 1930s. <laughs> <laughs> also, the next time we go to the Colonel. I love it. Yeah. All I mean, meat and a biscuit. <laughs> it's so amazing. Uh, but yeah, like KFC. the it's it's great writing too that like she throws the bag at them because it's sort of escalating. Really like, funny I too, know. like physical. I know, good physical comedy yeah. and like it worked out really well. I thought that was great. Also, uh, in terms of not only a, a bag full of $45,000 in Sophia's bedroom, but there's a hockey stick in the background, mm. um, which I didn't Bobby see. <laughs> I was just going to say, is, is it Rocco's or is it Bobby Hall's or what? I didn't see it in the uh, shopping cart. I could have missed it. But... And like a deer head or something. Well, the deer right? head was definitely in the yeah. shopping cart, for sure. That was the... You don't want to move that away from like directly next to your bed. It's like... <laughs> I got plenty of room in yeah. my room. <laughs> no, what is that? Also, when Dorothy's like, we can't fit all of this stuff. I'm like, all right, it's one shopping cart. You can fit all of this stuff but that whole thing is that's not the argument i know just like the shitty boyfriend leaving his hoodie at your house no we can't have this here no 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 (laughs) so good that's what i'm saying it's like he can't put his stuff here Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. why (laughs) it is it's amazing and it's the i mean from the parent to child but then the other way around it's like that i don't trust the party i'm worried about to not have good sense yeah because it, it, it's interesting because it comes out later where like Sophia's like I if I'm gonna talk to him but then I'll go to the police if like yeah he doesn't actually do anything mm-hmm. and that's like the mom watching her daughter be like I'm gonna confront my boyfriend about whatever it is and that if not I'm gonna dump him you know like yeah try to make of, your own mistake or like right well what about I mean, like talking through the process where like Sophia actually verbalizes what Dorothy wants to hear is that she's not actually gonna go the bad right. route right yeah. which is kind of interesting so but yeah I, I thought that was so great of like obviously it's not about the stuff even though the stuff's weird yeah Dorothy just was <laughs> like I don't want his shit here because that just means you're getting closer Too much, yeah um I think it's also relatable because in addition to the the teenager sort of role reversal thing it's like you can imagine if you're elder parent was dating like how involved you'd want to be in that process and like whether or not you get to be is is a fair question but I do feel like you know I'm very like worried about my parents in general like if they're traveling or something I am overly cautious about checking up on them and making sure you know which they don't need they're very fine but I am like (laughs) did you uh you know did you book your flight like did you get to the airport early it's like they're functional adults right yeah exactly I know but it's (laughs) you can be able to eat at this restaurant but like they, I just think, like, you know, Dorothy's involvement, I guess, in Sophia's dating life isn't 
uh, uncalled for, or especially if you live together, like you'd be Absolutely. really involved in like the well, especially, especially sussing have, out. Right. Especially if you have an immediate suspicion about right. like, the kind of character. The right. I don't is, like him. You know? <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Funny. It's like Mr. Big. Um, but like <laughs> in contrast, again, to the last episode, you know, of the like the burden like we were talking about of like what's your obligation to like sort of take care or check up on either your mother or your daughter right. like there's a lot of like that interplay here which yeah. is really fascinating um <laughs> okay so let's talk about the scene where they're talking about like the most romantic thing oh my god yeah it's like, like... Yeah. Can we, first of all, Blanche's story, incredibly romantic. It's Very lovely. Nice. And I think, sure. I mean, it, I, I love it. I think it's great. I think it's like a little, like, it's very cliche in a lot of ways. Yeah. Except then you hear Dorothy's story, which is not the most romantic thing. Like, get the fuck out of here, Dorothy. You, you drank an engagement ring and champagne. How is that? How is that a romantic? Also, he's got one trick. He keeps putting stuff in food. I mean, literally. <laughs> that's that's all it is. Well, we haven't seen that again. Yet, right, but, but you know, like, it comes out, maybe you say Yeah, it. but, like, sheep lying down the field and spelling your name is, like, way more romantic yeah. than that. Like, come Where on Where did it turn up? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, I really do like the Blanche story. I didn't mean to, like, poo-poo that. But no, I but think I... when she's telling it, when she's, like, the heat generated by our bodies. Oh, well, I like, mean, that's Some yeah. of it we could, you know gather but i i love when because when she talks about george she gets wistful in a way yeah, she never does before true. so when she says like and wouldn't you know it like yeah. it's really cute oh, it's and then, so cute you know like the way and then of course it's punctuated by like one of the best i i absolutely die every time with <laughs> rose is like it isn't in a shame you didn't look me at the dream the first time you could have had two perfect evenings it's so, actually this scene i think another really really amazing delivery is when at the end when blanche is like your hair may turn gray your skin yeah. may wrinkle, but you're never too old for romance. And you think that's it, but then she's like, so don't give up, girls. Yeah, oh, I know, my I know. God, I love it so much because I think it would be, it's such a nice moment. It verges on corny, but it just makes it, it just slam dunks that whole Absolutely. scene for me. I love it. When you, so I love that you said corny because when it hangs in the air yeah. and you think she's just going to end on romance. Yeah. You almost feel like you need to exhale like some of the corniness because yeah, like, it doesn't quite fit the writing, and then boom, it yeah, catches. It's so <laughs> good. She leans in with her hand and everything. It's it's incredible. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's really great, um, and it's also like it's just such a nice thing because the whole thing is also they're talking about how it was so romantic that he robbed a bank for her, and I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I really by that but like how different is the social climate because we all now would be like yeah that guy robbed the bank like <laughs> you know like That's we're right. all rooting for Rocco now like regardless I know they mentioned calling the police like a million times and they're just like yeah it's hilarious You're yeah like, damn the man yeah you were a fucking chef you weren't even a, a chef at a yeah. town restaurant you were the good assistant. for you you, you robbed the, the bank all right exactly bring him down I know it's like they owe you fucking back pay and then some man yeah oh, it's like kiss Oh my god! And then also when um, Sophia has to confront him or whatever, but the line about "kiss this pleasure palace goodbye." <laughs> oh. What writing? He's great in that scene too, because like the climbing over the awkward climbing is perfect like, over the gate. edge, and he goes, "I can't believe it." <laughs> so good. <laughs> Got a hernia coming over. But also the the line I was laughing because he's like, "By sunrise tomorrow, we'll be south of the border." I was like. 
are you are you hitching to Cuba? Right. Like you're in Miami. Where, where are you going to drive yeah, along the it's Gulf? Not gonna, it's going to be very long. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like eight hours from Miami. I, I guess it's a boat or a plane. I'm not really sure what you're going for, but that phrase doesn't really apply no. here. And also, like I actually think the reveal that he didn't rob the bank and he just wanted to impress her isn't like it's not great, but it is. I kind of find that to be more romantic, almost like yeah. more like. Or not even romantic is maybe the wrong word, but he's so clearly smitten that yeah. he does this amazing, like, grand gesture that is completely illogical. And also, like, <laughs> makes me so nervous to think that you have all of your life savings out. <laughs> I know, in a bag, seriously. Not that I, you know, I'm out here talking about how I'm anti-capitalism, but then I'm like, we gotta have banks. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just gonna be like, all right, Alexander Hamilton. We gotta I have, have a central location. <laughs> hey, listen, as long as the FDIC is still insuring yeah. up to 200 grand, you're, or 250, I think yeah. you're good yeah. i don't know what it was back then but whatever yeah um yeah but it's yeah it's just it's a great scene and i can imagine like in the i don't know in the touching moments if this was when mickey rooney was more difficult yeah. to work with right because it's they they do have fun yeah on that, on that scene so it's really it's great it's very cute i know it's good and then of course you know punctuated by bayonne new jersey that gets me every time i know so oh, what a so moment great. for you so there are two parts of this ending one i think is amazing and then one i think which is the final final line that just needs a little bit better <laughs> of a rewrite it kind of just plunks for me okay when she says you know like oh she's my mother like it, it almost oh, feels yeah. like the beginning of another scene as opposed to the end of the episode i agree i think you don't need it after she says i should do what to myself right i think that's it like yeah. i think that's Da-da-da. yeah <laughs> like that's good or you know just like whatever it, yeah i agree it's not it's not fully fleshed out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, I decline and not music. I love it so much. And, when, and also when Blanche is like, that's right, how did you know? <laughs> and the question is so complicated. Yeah. It's amazing. And it always delivers, you know. And for the record, it is... They do always play that. Classic. When I, I keep channeling every time they talk about that is the, the Seinfeld episode where they're like at the theater and Jerry starts going like, oh, but Jerry. Oh my God, yes. Oh, and so Lane's like, good. you're a grown yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he basically also like Rose references. He's like, yeah, it's on Bugs Bunny all the yeah, time. Yeah, duh. <laughs> so good. But yeah, Ina Klein and Knock Music also because... That saying sounds like a Saint Olaf made up. It phrase, does phrase, and it, they do it like I'm just so happy that the writers landed. Yeah, on <laughs> and I feel like it is the only reason also that I recognize that. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely. Um, two things about the game scene. One, I think it must be Dorothy who says advertisement. Have to point that out. That's amazing. She's always like changing the pronunciation, and there's that whole exchange about a man in pantyhose. Yeah, like, Joe Namath. Yeah, Joe Namath. His, but like his, his advertisement. Being, right, his advertisement. <laughs> um, Blanche being like the guy from my, or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or some football team. I don't yeah. know, like, whatever. And I was like, wow, that's also like, it's a pretty queer that's moment. True. That comes up, it comes up again. It's very, Stevie. you know, Stevie. Right, Stevie wearing the women's underwear and stuff Absolutely, like that, so you're like, right. And it's, it's, um... But yeah, the show never really takes it. Well, they take a position with Stevie right. as to what it actually means, but yeah. it's really interesting. But also, like, I like think I don't remember the what was the year of that Joe Namath article because I I knew about it just because my uh, you know 
father is such a, a big football fan, yeah. so I just like knew of these things that used to happen. They but covered that on the Brady. Bunch um, nineteen seventy three. Wow. Okay. So, but like, think about that though. It's like it's not quite. <laughs> it's definitely not Ronald Reagan's America yet. No. And it's we haven't like sunk from uh, being way more open about right, like, the queerness and just say yes, like more of like a free love revolution type of thing. So, I think that that's interesting that we've gone backwards from that. Yeah. Whereas like. It now it would work, but it would work in a different context. But yeah. like talking about the eighties and nineties, absolutely not. Yeah. Everybody would be like, "What the fuck?" You know. Yeah. So it's really interesting. It is because again, Joe Namath. It was portrayed as height of masculinity, right? And it wasn't this. like you have to explain this. I feel like Correct. that's the thing about this, like the Stevie thing. It's like there's like it's so funny because like it, this hypermasculine guy it. wearing a bra, like right. But yeah, it, I just I noted that because I was like, wow, like. And it's not so, you know, it's such a throwaway exchange. No, of but course. Yeah. You know, it's no, It's definitely notable, for sure. <laughs> oh, the other thing was advertisement. I was like, what yeah. was your other one? Yeah. <laughs> the advertisement. But, yeah, it's great. And I, I think they used Mickey Rooney really well yeah, here. And great. obviously, like, the B story is very funny. And, like, it's, it's a good one. It's yeah. a really good I one. I love it. So, um, Larceny and Old Lace. You know, fun fact, I've never actually seen Arsenic and Old Lace, the movie. No, me neither. I yeah. honestly didn't know it was a thing until, like, earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, It was originally a play. Interesting. And it's a it's a farce. Like, it's a black comedy farce. So I actually am more interested now, because yeah. that's the part I didn't know. I had heard about it, because I was like, oh, that's where the title comes from, Arsenic and Old Lace. What is it? Like, why is that a phrase? Right. And then I was like, oh, it's just like a joke. Like, yeah. they're just trying to kill some old ladies or something. The like writers that. are so pop culturally aware. Oh, yeah. And like, really, you well, know, this I was mean. like we, a big, this was like a Yeah, but I still just movie. feel like, yeah, I, like, there's just so many of these, like, the episodes are really punny, the titles yeah. sometimes, but they, they do a really good job of dropping, like, references and stuff. The writers are, they win. Yep. That's great. All right. I think that's it, huh? Yeah. All right, join us next time. We're going to discuss yet again the uselessness of all men, whether they're buying a yacht without considering an affliction of seasickness or doing a simple contracting job without either scamming or sexually harassing them. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, everybody.